Youth Workshop Podcast, episode 25. You know, don't go where you can't go. Uh, because just as culture influences our kids, their values, attitudes, and behaviors, the same thing can happen to us. You bring the passion. We bring the knowledge. Learn from the most creative, innovative, and experienced youth experts across the globe. Are you ready to take your youth ministry to the next level? If the answer is yes, you are in the right place. The Youth Workshop, the podcast. Here's your host, Luke White. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Youth Workshop podcast. I'm Luke White, and today we have an amazing guest in store for you. His name is Walt Muller, and he's the president for the CPYU. That's the Center for Parent and Youth Understanding. Walt, how are you doing today? Good. I'm good. Tell us a little bit more about CPYU. Sure. Well, uh, a little bit of the history. I'll give you the real fast version. Uh, I was in the 1980s a youth pastor here in the States outside of Philadelphia and had a group of parents. We were were very uh, deliberate about doing what's been called family-based youth ministry. And I had a group of parents come to me and uh, they had freedom to come to me about anything. And they said, hey, we need your help with something. Uh, We don't understand our kids. Could you help us understand our kids? So I asked them specifically about what they meant by that. They said, hey, you know what? We grew up in a different world, a different culture uh, than our kids are growing up in. And the pressures they face, the challenges they face are markedly different. And we need some help understanding how to guide and nurture them through that. So I thought, you know, that's a great question. Uh, It scared me, to be honest with you, Luke, because I was very comfortable being with their kids. This was a long time ago. I was much younger. And um, I was very comfortable being with their kids, but a little bit nervous about spending time with parents. I found them to be a bit intimidating, but I thought I'll take that challenge. And so I started um, in, in a very systematic way uh, to learn as much as I could about contemporary youth culture and then communicate that to parents in ways that would be helpful to them on things that their kids were dealing with. And uh, the response to that was pretty amazing. Um, Parents found it helpful. In effect, what I learned I was doing was equipping them uh, to, first and foremost, fulfill their responsibilities, the ones primarily responsible for the spiritual nurture of their kids, and and, and basically equipping them to be cross-cultural missionaries, which we all are now as the culture changes. And um, the kids appreciated it as well. I was a little nervous uh, that they would come back and say, we thought you were a friend. Why are you you know, pulling back the curtain on this, the window into our world and letting our parents know all about what we, you know, what, what we're about. Uh, but they said, you know what, we appreciate the conversations we're having with our parents. So um, it was a good thing and it was a helpful thing. And we saw God use it to foster uh, real spiritual growth. And long story short, that grew into a calling uh, 26 years ago to do what I've been doing for 26 years now, doing this cultural uh, evaluation and providing information and analysis from a Christian perspective full-time and that's CPYU. Excellent, excellent. I want to touch on a point you made there um, in regards to the relationship between youth workers and parents because I know as my time as a youth leader I was always kind of tentative to broach that gap between parents and myself because oftentimes you find yourself trying to be the young person's friend and 
you, you find then you kind of become alienated from the from the parents. Do you have any ideas on how youth leaders can intentionally bridge that gap rather than widen yeah. it? Yeah, and, and and my first answer, as you were asking the question, Luke, included that word bridge, uh, because I think we need to see ourselves as a bridge. And and part of the problem is that, that as youth workers, especially when we're younger, and I know this was the case for me, we tend to think, hey, I'm close in age to the kids, I understand them, parents are by and large clueless, you know, they're old people, so they don't know anything. And uh, we, we sort of, I think what we do there is we, we, we totally, we're disobedient to what the scriptures say about who is to be primarily responsible for the spiritual nurture of young people. So I think what we have to do is first and foremost get a sense that God has called parents to nurture and guide children and teens. You know, Deuteronomy 6 is first and foremost for parents and then secondarily for the faith community. And that's where we come in that we see ourselves as a secondary influence. And because there is this um, huge, growing, um, fast-tracking cultural generational gap that every day seems to get wider and wider as the culture changes, we need to see ourselves as that bridge and say, you know what, I I'm going to serve my kids and I'm going to serve Christ uh, by serve and serve the cause of the kingdom by serving parents. And so uh, I may not be able to tell parents how to parent. I mean, I'm a, I'm a grandparent now. I have four kids of my own, and I'm still hesitant to talk about parenting because who knows how to be an expert in that. I mean, it's, it's difficult, difficult stuff, but I can give parents information that will help them understand and reach their kids. So I think that's what youth workers need to do. Excellent. So, okay, in this current context, this current culture, what are the major trends at the moment that parents need to be aware of? Yeah, and that's interesting. You, you mentioned major trends. I think, I think one of the things is, is a cultural trend that in the church, um, we oftentimes forget that, that has been a cultural trend really since Genesis 3-6, and that's that we're all horribly broken. And that the, the, the greatest issue that our kids face is the same greatest issue that we face as adults, and that is our sin, um, and that we need to be redeemed. And because we are broken, uh, we have a bent towards worshiping uh, all kinds of things other than the one true God, which then leads to an understanding of what some of the unique trends are in our world today. And I would say, um, first and foremost, some of the things that we talk about, I'll just list them very quickly. Uh, one would be narcissism, the worship of self, uh, the, the sense of entitlement we have that the whole world revolves around us. That's always been a problem. That's what got humanity in trouble in the first place. You know, our first parents saying, I can do this better than God. I can be a God to myself. I think, however, that our, our, our culture, our media, the soup that, that we all swim in every day, really feeds this and especially with social media that it encourages us to have a presence that's all about us to not get lost in the shuffle and the and the glut of information and to constantly be curating and reinventing ourselves uh, so that we maintain some sort of relevance and presence and I think it's especially strong for kids because of where they're at developmentally um, that they're trying to develop two things. One is an identity and the second, secondarily a worldview. But that identity piece is so big because they go, uh, one person is called 
the internet or social media an identity fitting room, uh, which I think is is accurate. And kids, so kids go in there and they're constantly curating and reinventing themselves. And we do this as parents as well. So narcissism, you know, just it's all about me. Keep my my face on me and. And uh, when, when all we're concerned about is me, myself, and I, when that's our holy trinity, we are not worshiping the one true God, nor are we serving others. Uh, I think living in the now is a second trend, that, that we live in the moment. So we've, we've, there's so much happening right now that we fail to, to value the past and the great lessons that we can learn from history. And we live in the moment without, without regard for the consequences of our decisions, which are very narcissistically driven. Um, and, and what they mean for, for us long term. We don't think about our future. So the now is a big thing. And I would say as well that um, I'll, I'll give you a third here and then, then we can talk some more if you, if you want to about them. But media. Uh, media is now, I think, the, the greatest influence. And it's been this way for a few decades, uh, certainly here in the States since the advent of MTV. But the greatest influence on the values, attitudes, and behaviors of kids. And that's that's shifted from... I think from uh, a world that was largely music driven to several years ago a world that's a media world that's largely uh, marketing driven now with advertising because we face that everywhere and then uh, in today's world I would say social media which for someone my age you know I'm 58 years old so I've seen the advent of all this the evolution of all this uh, it's mind-boggling and and I think that it is extremely powerful and influential. So those are those are three trends right there. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so how do you stay on top of all of the latest trends and then feed that into reliable resources? And how can we, um, you know, where do we, where can we go to keep on top of what's going sure. on? Apart That's from great... CPYU, of course. <laughs> right, right, right. That's a great question. And um, so the first thing I would say is, you know, you, you ask the question, how can we or how do you stay on top of the trends? How can we stay on top of the trends then? Um, the first thing I want to say is you're not going to know everything and you can't stay on top of everything. Um, it, my job, my calling, my vocation has gotten more and more difficult as times passed. Uh, simply because there's so much more in what I call the soup of contemporary youth culture, so many more ingredients than ever before, and it's increasing every day. So you have to be selective, and you can't get, get overwhelmed and frustrated. That said, what we need to start to do is, in our, our relationships with the students that God has given us to know and to love, to ask them questions, to be observant, to stand back and watch them, to listen to them, and even ask them at times simple things like, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? And then take the time to read and watch and listen to those things. And then ask students, you know, uh, what, what are these things? What are these cultural artifacts? What do they mean to you? Um, why are they important to you? Why do you seek them out over and above others? And what that does is that provides us with a great window into the heart and soul of our kids. So it really is about, I mean, you know, so I think, I think you know, one theologian said, Every Christian should start their day with a Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. And the reason for that is that we want to know how the scriptures speak to what's happening in our world. Uh, John Stott, the great theologian John Stott, talked about something similar when he said every Christian needs to be about the, the task of dual listening. We have a responsibility to listen to the word of God and then to listen to the world and to bring the light of God's word to bear on the world then. And so... 
I think that, that uh, we can do that in two ways. One is by what I just said, asking our students where they're spending time, the teenagers we know and love, and then, and then just taking the time to be aware of our larger surroundings as we will engage with things on our, on our you know, smartphones, as we engage with things on the internet, as we engage with television, as we engage with music, the things we hear on the radio, um, start to listen for some of the some of the larger trends, and, and fortunately, we have a lot of people in our world now who track those things. So, um, those are just some general guidelines there. Okay, that's great. So, tell us, Walt, what do you see as the future for the work you're doing, and how has the work you've been doing developed you as an individual? Well, I think you know that's a great question. Um, and let me offer two answers there. I think you know one of the things I want to say is is when I talk to youth workers and parents about engaging more with culture and tracking culture, um, I do want to issue a, a a bit of a warning, and that is that you know don't go where you can't go, uh, because just as culture influences our kids, their values, attitudes, and behaviors, the same thing can happen to us. So certainly, I, I've learned. Um, that there are lines for me in terms of the kinds of things that I will spend time with and evaluate and the amount of time I spend evaluating. So over all my years of doing this, I've learned a little bit about how to read myself, read the signals, know my own weaknesses, know my own difficulties, and draw a line. I think I won't say anything more about it than that, but I think that's how to, that's how to begin to, to honor the Lord. In terms of what I see happening in the future and where we're spending our time, we've worked very hard here uh, to track the larger trends. And in fact, over the last few years, we have begun specific initiatives that have taken up a lot of our time and, and warranted the development of unique standalone websites um, that we've birthed um, on, on some issues. Uh, so for example, uh, college transition uh, we hear youth workers and parents lamenting the fact that, that the kids are leaving the youth group after years of being engaged with their faith and going off to the university or to college and uh, seemingly pushing like a pause or a stop button on, on, on their, their uh, seeking the Lord and, and growing in their faith, um, engaging in other things, whether it be social or intellectual pursuits that are, you know, uh, maybe not glorifying to God. And so we've, we've developed that. We want to continue to speak into that, offering resources for that. Um, because of the, the, the growth of technology over the last few years, I found myself fielding more and more questions from parents and youth workers about best practices for engagement with technology and social media. So we have a digital kids initiative where uh, I'm doing a lot of research, reading and writing, uh, and hoping to provide resources for youth workers and parents that will help them help their kids navigate the, the, this, this digital uh, frontier, which is what it is, uh, in a way that brings honor and glory to God. This is where we live. It's going to be a part of our lives, and we need to engage in what some have called digital discipleship, worshiping God through best practices. And then lastly, and most recently, uh, we're very concerned about this hyper-sexualized world that we live in that comes through loud and clear and everything. I like to say that we live in a world of ambient hypersexuality, that it is just so much a part of our world that our kids are being catechized 25-7, taught 24-7 
uh, about how to understand and live out their sexuality. And, and unfortunately, they don't see sexuality as a good gift from God to be experienced within certain borders and boundaries. So we've created a sexual integrity initiative to start to provide resources um, and information that will help parents uh, and youth workers promote uh, a God-honoring uh, view of sexuality that sees sexuality not as a bad thing, uh, but as a wonderful thing that God has made and declared good, but that is unfortunately being expressed in, um, as we all do, in fallen ways in the midst of our brokenness. So we really want to help with that. So those are some of the things we're, we're working on here for the future. Exciting stuff, exciting things. And w ladies and gentlemen, we'll have links to all of these different websites that Walt has mentioned um, as part of the podcast. So you can get, a, get a, you can go, be, you will be able to go to those links um, at a later date. All right, so you seem very busy. Um, you have a lot of things going on. What do you do to unwind? What do you do when you unplug from the computer and you yep. just want to, you need rejuvenation, re you need to refresh yourself? What do you do to, to do that? That's a great question too. And, I, and I've, as I've gotten older, I've realized that we all have to find our thing. You know, what is our thing that's going to be helpful to us? And so for me, um, over the years, you know, spending time, um, with my family is uh, a big thing. I'm a grandfather now, so I have three little tiny grandchildren all under the age of two. Congratulations. And, yeah, thank you. They bring me great joy. So I love spending time with them when, when they can be around. Um, but my, my, my go-to activity uh, is I ride a road bicycle, uh, not a motorcycle, but a pedal bicycle. And, um, you know, just being alone a couple hours a day um, out and 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 riding, you know, as as far as I can and as fast as I can. Um, that's good time for me. Just just thought time and spending time. Uh, think you know, thinking about what I do and with the Lord and and uh, just even checking out at times. Uh, so that's been a great thing. So I think everybody needs to find something like that. But that's <laughs> that's my go-to. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Okay, so. What is the thing that most excites you about the future of CPYU and the future of ministering to young people as a whole? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I think the thing that excites me is probably the same thing that discourages me a little bit. Let me explain. And that is that someone once said to me when we first started this over 25 years ago, you'll never be out of a job. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? Well, you're in a growth industry. Well, what do you mean by that? Um, you're, you're dealing with people's pain, and that is only going to increase. So while that's discouraging to me that, that you know, really most of what we do in this life is in response to fixing fallen things. Yeah, you know, so, 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 so there's that, but, but then that's what brings me the great joy that um, God is, is, has chosen to be active and alive and provide us with a, a wonderful plan for redemption. So to be able to see through our work uh, glimmers of hope and um, you know, visions of the kingdom being realized here, uh, not in its fullness, but in this now but not yet kingdom of God, to be able to see God working in lives uh, is a big is is a great thing, and 
And unfortunately, you know, because we're here doing this, you know, you know how this is. Um, you don't always hear from people about what the what the uh, great benefits of your work uh, is, but it, at times we we do hear from people, and so those stories are wonderful. Where we've been able to help parents or youth workers make a connect and make a difference, and and lives have been changed, and so we know that's happening, and so that brings me great joy. So uh, I want to see this work continue to thrive and grow long after. I'm involved with it. I have no plans to step out, and I don't know how long God will grant me time to be here. But um, I look forward. I look forward to that. But I think it's getting harder, Luke, because the pushback uh, here in the states is uh, is increasing. On um, you know when you talk about things that are good, true, right, and honorable. So uh, I know you've experienced a lot of that in the UK. We have a lot to learn from you folks about that, and you've carried that mantle well. So. Um, we look forward to uh, to being able to do that here for many, many years. So are you saying that there's actually some opposition to you and your organization actually trying to do good in the world? Speak to well, that I a little think, bit. Yeah, I think so, because when you, uh, you know, Jesus promised that when you take a stand um, on an issue that's, that's controversial or that's being talked about a lot, um, even if you endeavor to do so as we do with, uh, tremendous sensitivity and humility and grace and integrity. I mean, that's what we strive for, what we pray for. I don't know that we always hit that mark. Um, people still hear the message and say, well, that's what you're promoting there is, is, is not true. And so we do, we do take some hits. And, and I think even now, on, you know, when I talked about the sexual integrity initiative, that certainly here in the States is... Um, that's just a that's just a, a hot issue that is uh, you know a seedbed for controversy. So we are very careful about what we say because we want to honor the Lord, and we're very careful about how we say it because we want to engage with people in a loving, grace-filled way uh, that communicates truth. So yes, that's that's an answer, long answer to your yes/no question. So maybe just let us know the best way that we can contact you, because I know um, especially the youth workers that are in local churches, they're going to really benefit from the resources you have on your website. So just maybe give us the links to your website and yep. the best way to stay in contact with you. Yep. The best way is, as you've just said, go to the website, cpyu.org. And I would encourage you at cpyu.org. And I would encourage you to uh, spend maybe 15, 20 minutes just clicking around to see what's there. On the bottom of the, the homepage, you'll see the links to all these initiatives that I mentioned. And um, I, I will tell you that um, the great amount of information that's on there and resources that are on there are all free. So uh, we, we are a, an organization that's sponsored by donors who make it possible for us to, to be able to, uh, to do this uh, for youth workers and parents globally. So. Um, we're very appreciative, appreciative to them and, and happy to pass these resources on at cpyu.org. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. You've been fantastic. Thank you for making time to, to pop into the youth workshop. And um, we hope to hear from you again soon. That'd be awesome. Love to do it again. Excellent. God bless. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Youth Workshop Podcast. Head to Twitter where you can find out everything that's going on at TYWS Podcast. 
special thanks to Jovis Music for mixing and producing this episode. And thanks, Walt, for being a fantastic guest. And until next time, create an impact with your influence.